Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 29 of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Hello everybody. And this week we are going to do a show on alien implants. And I don't mean some sexy alien with 36 double D tits. Well, it could also be somebody that isn't from here who comes and gets a boob job or something because they'd be an alien. What, some, a foreign person? A foreign, yes. a foreign alien. Y- yes. So you're an alien. Yes, I am. Nice. Wonder what I'm going to implant in you. <laughs> Maybe my fist? <laughs> Finger in your eye? That's not very nice. Kicking a ball? Ball? You're just going to kick one of them? Don't know, do you? Okay. I'm talking about off-world alien implants. Yes. So alien implants into people. Yes. In strange places. Well, not necessarily strange places, but in places. I mean, that's the key thing here. People are finding, apparently, implants in them. Now, there have been lots of situations where that's been debunked. Lots of times where they've said, well, actually, that's not true. That's just a bit of steel or whatever. But there are a few cases whereby it looks or certainly appears to be, when you look at the scientific data, that there really is something going on here. Did you know that there was a serial killer who had loads and loads of nails and razor blades in his body because he used to eat them? Really? Mm-hmm. Who was he? I can't remember his name. That's no help. It wasn't meant to be help. I was just saying. So Maybe used to they're crazy eat- and they stick these things in themselves. That could happen. So anyway, moving on. We'll get this podcast started in a minute. Yeah. First of all, before we do start, I would just like to say thank you very much. We've had a couple of stories in, so really appreciate those people send us in the stories who have. We will be sharing those on episode 31, I believe. So again, if you've got a story you want to send in to us, send it in. We do have weirdwackywonderfuloutlook.com, but you know what? I've actually set up another email address, which is a little bit easier to do, and I think that's the one we'll use from now on, and it is just www.podcast at outlook.com. So new email address. We're still going to monitor the other one, but www.podcast at outlook.com. Save your fingers a little bit. And that's because you couldn't spell weird. Do you know what? I had real trouble spelling weird and wonderful. I thought weird was spelt W-I-E-R-D because the rhyme you learn is That's wired. I before E except after C. W-I-E-R-D. What? It's not wired. Wired is W-I-R-E-D. I thought weird was W-I-E-R-D because I before E except after C. But it's not. It's W-E-I. And also, I thought the wonderful had two L's on the end and it doesn't ask one. And you had to use your middle finger to point that out to me. <laughs> one. One. <laughs> one. Look at it. One. Okay, uh-huh. not two. One. And there is your a grammar lesson for today. Yes. So Shelly can't read. <laughs> yeah, I can read. I just can't spell. Yeah. So, yeah, www.podcast.outlook.com. If you want to send us your stories or if you've got a shout out you want to share or you want us to share, please do send it in to us. Yeah, they got that. Lovely. Next week, we're having our very first extra special group of people coming for an interview, don't we? We do. The people we're talking about next week, by the way, are the Spun 
paranormal group. Let's put a new spin on this and talk about alien implant. Okay, so you can't talk about alien implants without talking about Dr. Roger Lear because he really is the person who has brought this to the forefront and was actively looking into it until he died in, I believe, 2014. Let's just imagine this. Before we get into the whole alien implants, let's just imagine this for one second, that it is actually true, that we managed to find evidence that something was created off this world by some other intelligence. That's our proof. That's our smoking gun. That's all we would need. People are looking for evidence. I've heard people say before, if you get abducted by an alien, why don't you bring something back, a part of the ship or a bit of their clothing or funny sunglasses or whatever the fuck they wear or use? Why well, maybe you... they can't. Well, exactly. Why don't you bring stuff back? Personally, if I had been abducted by aliens, then I don't think that I would be doing a supermarket sweep before I fucked off. You know what I'd be doing? I'd be running... I'd be doing galaxy camera. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Look, 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 I can take all these pictures. Yeah, that's that's why it's called a Samsung Galaxy. That's why. I should have guessed that, yeah. yeah. The trouble is, when you wake up in the middle of the night, or when you are taken in the middle of the night, should I say, in some unconscious state and floated out of your room, you don't pick up your Samsung Galaxy S8 phone. But it's always in my pocket. What, you sleep with it in your pocket? No, mm. you don't. It does stand to reason that people might not have evidence, but... If they brought back to this earth, plonked back in their bed, and they have some kind of implant inside them that is then detected and then analysed and can be proved that it is not of this earth, then that's the evidence that we need. So I think that people should be taking on Dr. Roger Lear's quest for this kind of knowledge and this evidence. But it doesn't look like, certainly as far as I've found, that there's been someone of his standing if you like and he, he was a he, podiatrist but he was a mainstream scientist and surgeon yeah i appreciate the fact that he was a foot doctor yeah okay but he was still a doctor and therefore had some element of credibility initially and was then able to go to his colleagues who knew him of old and said okay well i know this guy isn't a crazy lunatic You know, I've worked with him for the last 15, 20 years or whatever. So he was able to get these other people on board to assist him. Yeah, but the weird thing is, once he died, nobody came forward and said... That's exactly my point. No one's coming forward and carrying that torch and going for it, are they? So that's that's what we need. But the thing is, what if the government is doing stuff to make sure that people don't talk or if they start to become vocal maybe like something happens thing. well i mean he's dead now yeah they said he died of a heart attack yeah right before they were supposed to get a report basically confirming what the implant was made out of and we're referring by the way to patient 17 so this is available on netflix if you're in the uk i don't know about netflix in america or any other parts of the world but certainly on netflix in the uk you can watch it as part of your subscription and i know on places like gaia and those other streaming networks then it may be available on there i don't know but patient 17 if you don't know is a story about a chap who i believe he worked in construction but he had some memories of being abducted from his bedroom as a child and then he had some encounters apparently in las vegas at some point as well where he actually fought with these aliens and managed to get them the fuck off basically without taking him after that he found this implant in his leg 
he went to Dr. Roger Lear, who then, with his colleagues, started an investigation. And as you rightly said, when they started to get the results of those investigations, the analysis exactly, he died. He died of a heart attack. I believe he was found still alive, but dying. He never got to see what the results are, but the results were... And I don't want to ruin it for anyone who wants to watch it. So if you don't want to find out what happened, just skip forward a couple of seconds. But what they were saying was that there was lots of elements. There was 38 elements that were found inside this particular implant. Of those 38 elements, there were several of them which showed isotopic ratios above and beyond what would be made and manufactured here on Earth. And the most off-the-scale one was the zinc isotopic ratio, which they reckon wasn't even produced in this solar system. So it, it really is worth watching, and it is a shame that he didn't get to see the results. No, but interestingly, his... I guess he would be an assistant, or the one who decided to try to carry on his work and deal with the mm-hmm. results of this particular story was actually patient... Was it 13? 15. They didn't tell you that until right towards the end, did they? Yeah, but that's pretty cool, really, I guess. He believed enough. But I want to know, how do people find... How did they find him? How did they find this doctor? I mean, what you, his listing in the phone book, what was it? What was his name? Dr. Roger Lear. Dr. Roger Lear, podiatrist and alien implant removal specialist. Interestingly, the reason why they would have found him is that Dr. Roger Lear was actually the medical consultant for MUFON. So if patient 17 had actually got in touch with MUFON, which is a mutual UFO network and is the biggest organization in the world for logging and supposedly investigating alien encounters, abductions, they probably would have put him onto that straight away, onto Dr. Roger Lear straight away. He did remove an implant from a woman's big toe. Did he? Yeah. So he was the perfect person to do that one. Well, he did 17. That's why he's called patient 17. He was the last person he did. So he he actually removed 17 implants from different people. <laughs> I can't figure that people. out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying that there wasn't it wasn't just patient 17 because this person had come and hadn't, you know. <laughs> I figured it out. But in case our listeners haven't, <laughs> right, he okay. removed 17. Well, no, he dealt with 17 <laughs> patients, but with some people he removed more than one implant. So. Okay, semantics. Mm. So some of these implants that were actually removed were found to be magnetic some even emitted radio frequencies now that to me i think is another area that could be looked at for finding out what's going on yeah they're like gps's well as well as that if it's emitting a radio frequency that's what seti has been about hasn't it the search for extraterrestrial intelligence yeah but i believe seti is gone now no but what i'm saying is is seti was available for years and years and years yeah, and it was looking for alien life via radio waves. It was searching the you know the skies for these patterns that wouldn't be naturally occurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone's got these implants that we believe are alien technology, and they're actually inside them emitting these radio frequencies, then if those radio frequencies could be analysed and then maybe deciphered, mm. maybe we'll learn a lot more about who they are, what they are, and what they're tracking or what they're collecting using that implant. But maybe they don't want 
that to happen. And if they've got the technology to come here and stick something in our body and then leave, I'm sure they could go, let's block that signal. But you can see what I mean, though. If they're able to detect a radio frequency using some kind of apparatus, I said apparatus, apparatus. Why would I say apparatus? As you, that is. Okay. Not that I say the word apparatus very often, but but I'll take the credit. Okay, thank you. If they were able to use this tool to measure these radio frequencies, then it's detectable. And if it's detectable, then it could possibly be decipherable. I don't know. They reckon that these radio frequencies weren't just radio frequencies as we would normally envisage them, but apparently the radio waves that were being detected were actually a harmonic that were being generated from the scalar waves that were actually being transmitted. I think what it's basically saying is that the scalar waves, which is a different form of radio frequencies, are creating another vibration which is sending out radio waves that we can detect. Some of the metals found inside these alien implants, or these implants, should I say, because we don't know whether they're alien at this stage, inside these implants are metals such as gallium, germanium, platinum, ruthenium, rhodium, iridium, And a lot of these things are actually toxic to the human body. Arsenic. Arsenic was found inside them, yeah. Some of them even have been claimed to have things like carbon nanotubes attached to them. Some of them have a grey membrane over them. Like a cocoon. They think it's there to suppress the immune response. You know, normally if something goes into your body that's not supposed to be there and don't even... I wasn't going to say anything. Um, (laughs) Your body will automatically become irritated and inflamed, especially around the site, because it's not supposed to be there. So they think this membrane prevented that from happening. Inhibits that, yeah. Because I read a few studies, and one of the things that I read was people didn't have an inflammatory response for these things when they were inserted. But after they were surgically removed, some of the people had quite bad reactions. What, to the surgery itself? Or do you think it was a bad reaction to the thing then not being present? Well, no, I mean, like, the incision site would become inflamed. Right, so it's not that the person's got a fantastic immune system that doesn't respond to inflammation. It's just that that thing literally wasn't causing inflammation. and I mean, even when... Presumably it was inserted because if it did cause a problem, you'd think people would remember that incident happening. But also they said that the membrane ends up being attached and embedded into the nerve system of a person and it would cause severe pain, unlike anything they'd ever actually experienced at certain points. And so there was the hypothesis that maybe they were going to do something that the aliens watching them didn't want them to do. Or maybe they were going to do something that would be detrimental to the implant or whatever. And they would have these incidents of pain and whatever it is that they were getting ready to do. Oh, so they can remotely kind of give you an electric shock, if you like, for want of a better analogy, and sort of say, don't attach that because you're going to get pain if you do that. Well, that's a theory. Like a Pavlov's dog type thing. It would be interesting if you think about it, right? That means somewhere all of these people are being watched like airplanes in the sky here. Yeah. 
continuously. What do you think, of the research that we've done, what do you think that these implants could be? Because some people say that they may be tracking devices, that maybe they are feeding back information about the person's body and maybe their cell structure or... I think maybe it's got something to do with the aliens being able to track. But that is an interesting question. I mean, because today doctors can put implants in women to keep them from getting pregnant. So maybe it does do something. In fact, again, one of the articles that I read was talking about two women. They had what was described as biological implants. They weren't metal. Right. Right. And... When their implants were removed, one of them found that she was happier or more sad. You know, her parameters for being happy and being sad were much greater, whereas before she kind of had almost a flat effect. So, hang on a minute. With the implant in, she was kind of under control emotionally. Mm -hmm. When the implant was removed, she had highs and lows. Yeah, And not hysterical highs and lows, just more of a difference. So I think maybe the implication there would be maybe that it was actually suppressing her emotions and her thoughts or whatever. Or maybe her period was due. Nice. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool? Like if maybe, maybe that's, hey, maybe that's how come doctors know about implanting women. Maybe they were in cahoots with some aliens and were like, yeah, all right, cool. (laughs) See, if I'd have said that to any other woman, I'd have got a... Kicking the bollocks straight there and then, wouldn't I? But I can say it to you and you're like, yeah, well, fair enough. That's because you don't suffer with it. No. If you were a woman that suffered greatly with that kind of thing, you'd have kicked me in the nuts for that. So I apologise to all the women. Or in one nut. (laughs) Or in one nut. Why one nut? Why Why have you suddenly got an obsession with me having one nut? I've got two nuts. Well, because I found out the other day that I can't talk about killing you anymore. So, yeah, well, now those I, police officers were very nice to come over I and have know, that word I know. with you. They questioned me for hours. So, the one woman that I was telling you about, she had this sort of emotional change. Right. The other thing was that they found, or the other woman found, that she actually had more health problems after the thing was removed than she had. Before it was removed. I wonder what those health problems were. Because I suffer with colitis. So colitis is an issue that is the immune system, an overactive immune system. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I had an implant, for instance, now the implant may be put in to, to suppress my immune system. Yeah, that's called a cork. <laughs> put plug. <laughs> It'd be fine. I can do that for you if you like. Yeah, and you can pay thumb. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Or my foot. Yeah. It, it would work. No, but my point is, is that there are lots of different diseases and stuff out there that are actually caused by one's own immune system. Right. So maybe, because I don't know what these medical issues were that she suddenly had when the implant was taken out, if the implant was put in her and to stop an inflammatory response, etc., etc., the implant also suppressed her immune system, then when it was taken out, she may then suddenly develop an overactive immune system that's compensating and therefore causing her a few issues. Or maybe the implant was actually put there to test whether or not the aliens could take away sickness we don't know do we what as if they're benevolent they're here to do us a favor 
Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is that most people don't actually give much thought to why the aliens are so interested. And it seems like most people, other than, you know, like the movies, Independence Day, I I can honestly say I don't think I've seen an alien movie other than, what was that one we watched with the the O's where they were trying to talk about language? Oh, that was really good. I can't remember. Most movies portray aliens and, and invading Earth or whatever as something that's like really, really bad. Then you have things like this with these implants and they come up with all these theories about why. And they don't seem to be portrayed as evil then, do they? Well, I think if something's putting something inside you for a reason that it's not informing you of, then I think that most people would perceive that as bad. I mean, if the government pulled up outside or someone from the government pulled up outside, dragged you into a van, took you away somewhere, stuck something inside you and then dropped you back at your house... I think you'd be pretty pissed off. And I think that you'd probably well, no, be saying that the government is doing something that we're not right. totally f- happy with. Okay, but they've had at least 17 implant removals. I'm sure there have yeah. been more, but quote-unquote verifiably 17 removed by Dr. Lear. Yeah. Well, nothing bad happened to them when they took them out. I mean... If it is something that's allowing them to track, you'd think that they could go, oh, push the yellow button so that when they try to take it out, something happens to them. Well, actually, that's a good point because there are a lot of cases where when the implant is taken out, it then disintegrates in front of their eyes where they actually see it just suddenly poof, just disintegrates. Awesome. And there have also been cases where abductees have said that they've had an implant put in, usually up their nose or in their ear, believe it or not. But I've actually heard of them going up the nose. Yes, but then they, when they're taken out, they're then re-abducted and, and it's put back in again. And usually they're, again, I say usually in these cases, they're then told, leave it where it fucking is. You know? Okay, but... But, sorry, just finishing that point, if that's the case and they're re-abducted, then it would make you think that either they're not actually being used to track them because that's what they're I was still just able to get them, to say. or they've got other implants in them that are tracking still. Yeah, but that's even more scary. But you would think, though, that an alien race who's supposed to be smart, right? At least smarter than the us, right? You think that they would kind of all get together and go, "Okay, look, can't put them up the nose." Can't put them in the big toe, you know, because they're finding them. So put them in a fatty area like the butt cheek. Let's try to figure out a place where everybody can put them so that if I'm alien A race and you're alien B race and you abduct the same person as me or whatever, you could go, oh, wait, you know, that one's already been tagged. You know, like they do with painting numbers on sheep and that, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so why would they not find kind of a universal well i guess if they did that then if one person found it then they would all start looking for it there wouldn't they in the same place possibly so they have to play implant roulette a bit to try to implant roulette hide and seek but if you think about it like when we had our dog chipped tag yeah yeah when we had our dog chipped, they know where to read the chip. It's in the scruff of the neck, right? So, yeah, exactly right. Because if the authorities find a lost dog, one of the first things they do is scan around the neck area to see if it's chipped and who it belongs to. Mm-hmm. 
what if we're being implanted by way of saying this one belongs to me? That's a scary thought. Ew, you mean like if I had an implant and you had an implant, you could conceivably be my implant brother? No, I wasn't thinking that. Oh, good. What I was thinking of is that if there are separate races of aliens, are we getting tagged? These are ours, those Those are are yours. And maybe if you happen to be tagged by the one lot of aliens, you're safe. And if you're tagged by the other load of aliens, you're fucked. Maybe they're controls. We're going to give everybody who has an implant in their big toe this. Yeah. And we're going to give everybody that's got one up their schnauzer. That's their dog. No, nose. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to give them this and see what happens. And then... You know, we're going to give some other group a placebo thing and we're just going to stick it in there. <laughs> placebo implant. I don't know. They're going to stick it in their person's ear and, you know, like, and then they can watch and see. Kind of like drug trials. Yeah. Maybe that's what we are. Maybe we are alien lab rats. Well, that's been mentioned before, hasn't it? When you were saying about the cocoon, the gray thing that mm-hmm. they're in and then the, the, the non-inflammatory response, they actually found that within that, membrane it was composed actually of proteins coagulum hemosteridine and pure keratin keratin that's the stuff in your fingernails and hair yeah there was a case the guy's name was james basil and he went along and had an implant removed from his cheek and it was went through all of this analysis do you know what it was found to be what his filling whoops (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So he had he had this whole idea of, of being abducted, which I mean he may have been for all I know, but all we can say is that the implant that he thought he had in his cheek was actually a filling that had become loose and over time had, had obviously worked its way into into his cheek. But he was aware of that because it was painful, so he could feel it there. And yeah. going back to that inflammatory response thing that you're talking about again. I had a splinter in my finger this morning, a tiny, weeny, weeny little splinter. And the minute it went in there, I felt it. Weeny, weeny. Mm. Yeah. And that was just a tiny little fragment. And it wasn't good? No. But that's my point, is that there was an entry point. Yeah, I could see where it had gone in and I was able to squeeze it out. Okay, but a lot of these implants are happening... And there isn't an entry point. People aren't seeing an entry point. There have been some cases where people have seen little triangular incisions. But the majority of cases, there isn't an entry point for these implants. So how are they getting there? Have you ever seen the movie, I think it was called Fantastic Voyage, where doctors use something to inject these little teeny people into a body? And then they go around the body and... I've seen Inner Space, which is similar. Right. Well, maybe there is a universal sort of spot where they inject these things and then they just kind of go around. Oh, what you mean? So they, for instance, could be swallowed and then they'll find their place. Maybe that's why they're some are turning up in the ear, some are turning up mm. in the nose, some are turning up, you know, in the foot or the leg. You know why the foot? Yeah, I know why. why. Because an alien had gout. And it was like, I want to know how to get rid of gout. So it stuck one in somebody's big toe. I wonder if the information that we're sending back is actually 
whether they are feeling what we're feeling. So if we felt pain, whether they would feel that pain, are they able to interpret the signals being sent from our body and then almost having a mock-up, if you like, of us, wherever they are, and then able to feel and see and maybe they're able to feel emotions. You said about that woman's emotions changed. Maybe all the aliens are psychopaths or sociopaths or whatever, and they have no feelings or no pain or whatever. So they're trying to learn it or understand it. If we put a scientific bit of equipment into somebody, it's usually, or into something, it's usually for a couple of different reasons, isn't it? It's either to, like, for instance, the dog, chipping the dog, it's to find where the dog is, or if someone else finds a dog, to alert them whose dog it is. Yeah? Right. That's the first thing. The second thing that we would put things into people's body is, like you said, for health reasons. So let's think about pacemakers. Hearing aids, if you think about it, are an implant. They go into the ear and they increase the, the volume of sound coming into the ear. These cochlear implants, you know, you've got implants in the eyes now that can help people see. You, we've got pacemakers implants so there's lots of different medical reasons why we have there but the other thing especially with my colitis when i had cameras out here there and everywhere butt plug <laughs> <laughs> we can also use it to gain information can't we so it could be that they're either gaining information it could be that they're affecting us in some way whether it be making things better or worse for us or like you said tracking us None of those scenarios sound good, do they? But what I want to know is why would an alien race that is far away from us, we obviously can't get to them, we can't hurt them, there's nothing we can do. We've never been able to verify anything, right? So what do they want then? Well, that's the $64 million question, isn't it? Why would they care? Some people think that aliens are coming to Earth because they are looking to get DNA, if you like, to reseed their species. So their species are on some kind of evolutional down curve or something like that, and gaining DNA from us will help them recreate or re-elevate their physical attributes or whatever. But if that's true, then that would suggest that aliens are actually still human in some way. Well, or who's why to say, would they want our DNA? Who's to say they're not? Let's look at this for an example. We, as we know, change through evolution. There's, there's people being born now without appendix yeah. and that sort of stuff. Okay, so we are constantly changing. When you look at Bryce, bless him, love him to bits, but he's a computer kid, isn't he? You know, He's of the age now where they spend their entertainment time sat at a computer. Now, they're still interacting with people because he speaks to people on Skype and FaceTime and all that sort of stuff. But the majority of the time is spent sat down at, at his desk. I know he walks back and forth to school and he, he gets his physical exercise that way. But when we were kids, we used to be climbing trees and all that sort of stuff. So who's to say that in another 20 years' time, Kids aren't even walking back and forth to school. They maybe don't have a games lesson, you know, uh, a physical education lesson because people just don't do that anymore. Or maybe they'll all, we'll all be like robots and they'll just stick a little chip in and you'll know everything, which well, would be really boring. But Would it? Because then you could use your 
newfound intellect from an early age to do greater things. Yeah, but, but my point but, is, but you could too. It would be almost an equal thing, wouldn't it? You you wouldn't have. I mean, you would have a race of people who were just the same. Drones. Yeah, but let's going back onto this evolutionary thing. As I'm saying, it may be that in a thousand years, humans will look totally different to what they do now because our physical structure will have changed because we spend all our time now sitting down. Or yeah, we'll start getting short again we'll because there's no again. need to be tall. We'll get short again. Our spine will compress because we're sitting down more. We will not have our muscular sort of stature will totally change because we're not using the muscles that we used to use. Maybe we'll just all walk around like an S. Maybe we'll all end <laughs> up looking like aliens. Thin, spindly, small, big eyes, used to looking at screens. It's true, though, isn't it? When you well, think about it? all I know is when I watched Paul on TV, he wasn't like that. He wasn't devious in any way, except that he would bring dead things back to life and eat them. Yeah, <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> he said, "Why would I eat it? It was dead." Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was looking at Mufon.com, Mufon that we were talking about earlier, and I looked up alien implants, and there's some really good information in there about the whole area of alien implants. But what really shocked me was some of the comments that were on there. And there's one there from Billy Michael. And it says, I've emailed you a few times and no response. I have three implants and need them out. I have x-rays. I'm 36 and this is ruining my life. The aliens are still here. I don't know why. I thought they abduct you and then leave, not mine. They stay here 24-7, and I'm sure you think it's a joke. Just send, it says just send a day, but I think it means just spend a day with me and I'll prove it. Also, I've seen much more stuff than any other abducted has ever mentioned, so I'm at a loss for words. I have pics and videos to prove any doubt you may have. Please contact me at, and there's a telephone number, and then it even says that, they're happy then to sell the implant when it's proved that it's real and then reimburse the person who goes to see them. So they've actually put their telephone number on there. I mean, I haven't dialed it, but their telephone number is actually on there. It doesn't start with 555, does it? It doesn't. Okay. Well, this is the sort of thing that I don't get because if there are all these people out there, what's the tesla guy's name you know the spacex guy oh i thought you mean in nikolai tesla then elon musk right so elon musk just shot a car with a mannequin into outer space you would think that man with all the money he has could call somebody like that and say all right let's have a look at this right he's got loads of money he's obviously interested in space and yeah planets or whatever it could be that that's some weird little GPS thing that you can look at and find things. You know, information a lot of times isn't only just one way. Yeah. If he's got so much money and so many scientists, and he has to have, there have to be yeah, yeah. smart people yeah. involved in it all. I'd be putting some money there. I was thinking about this earlier. We were talking about Dr. Roger Lear and the fact that he's a podiatrist. Yeah. Imagine that you're a doctor, okay? Now, you've worked with doctors and been a nurse, okay? So, you're a doctor. If someone came to you, would you step outside of your scientific comfort zone and say, okay, I'll help you with this? 
knowing what we've researched now, and that there seems to be certainly a body of evidence that would suggest that there is things that are being found in people that are clearly off-world, would you step outside of your scientific comfort zone? I don't understand. Do you mean would I be an would Elon you, Musk? Would you say, I'm going to give you some of my time, my peers are obviously going to find out about it, I'm going to give you some of my time and I'm going to try and find out the truth? Well, Elon Musk has so much money. I'm not, and I'm not, and This is a separate issue. Forget about Elon Musk. I'm asking if you were a doctor, I'm not talking about money, if you were a doctor and you had the ability to be able to scientifically research and look into this, would you? If somebody came to me and said, here, feel this, I don't know what this is, you know, the first thing that you would do would be either an X-ray or an ultrasound. Yeah. And then if you're looking at it and you're going... Have you ever been jabbed with a pencil? Maybe the point broke off. Do you ever remember anything bad happening there? No, no, nothing. Here, a doctor would go, ah, don't worry. It's not causing you any problem, leave it alone. Just leave it. But if I went to a doctor and said, I've got this thing, I don't know what it is. Okay. And you go through all of the little questions and whatever. I think a good doctor would say, we got to figure out what that is. Yeah, I appreciate that, but I'm saying you. Well, I would, but I'm on a podcast doing talking about things okay, most so, people don't talk so you, about. So you would. So someone I actually, would. Okay, so someone comes up to you and says, I have this here, I believe it's an alien implant, I remember being abducted, and you would then help them. I'm not saying you're wrong at all, okay? This is a thought I was having earlier. Okay, you schedule to see them tomorrow at 5 o'clock, Okay. They leave the office. A little toddler comes in next. Sick. Needs you to do something. You've just given your slot away to this person who may be totally credible, who says that they've got an alien implant, or you've got this little toddler in front of you who's got this other issue. You would save the toddler before you help this person with the... But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't help the person. No, I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is if you're working in a hospital as a doctor, you're constantly having people coming into you with sick children, sick fathers, sick mothers, sick grandparents. It's always someone's family that's sick and always somebody that needs help. And physicians all over the world are so bogged down and inundated with sick people that I think that it gets looked over. Well, I get your point, but I know this. I'm not talking about here because it's totally different. But back home, I loved my doctor. He was amazing, right? And he would take the time and he would get behind and people would be in the waiting room and it would always be full. Mm. And people went because they knew that when it was their turn to go in that room, they were going to get his attention for as long as it took, right? Do you know how long it takes to inject something to numb you and then open the skin and take a little thing out? Seriously. Well, I've had a mole removed and they did it in about 15 minutes. Exactly. So I get your point and I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But are you really going to tell me that a doctor who's interested and really wants to know... Yeah is not willing to work that in there somehow. 
I'm totally with you. I get it. And I, I want to know the answers to these types of things. So I'm not saying for one minute that alien implants are real or that they're not real. I'm saying, look, using the research that we've done today and over the last couple of days and the things that we've watched and the information that we found, there's a lot of cases where the implants are shown to be nothing innocuous at all. And but there's been is... other times where the results have been absolutely mind-blowing. But that is one of the keys, I think, right? You're worried and you're worried and you're worried and you keep messing with it and you keep feeling it and you're getting yourself all into this state of panic or whatever. And you go to your doctor finally and you go, please. And that doctor, maybe that doctor's seen you before about it and said, mm-hmm. nah, I don't really think it's anything. Just, just eventually, though, you're going to make yourself so much more unwell. Mm. Yeah, on through balance. stress. But I did have one thought, and that is maybe the doctor really does want to know, but maybe the doctor is scared about the repercussions to his career and his reputation because if I went into the doctor and said, here, I got this thing here, and he said, okay, well, I don't know what that is. It's shaped really funny. I'm going to take it out. And then he takes it out. You walk down the street, knock on the door of the newspaper and go, I just made a doctor take something out of me. And whether it's, oh, no, that's just a piece of something that, you know, got – there through injury when you were little or that's one thing but what if it isn't then this doctor like you said earlier he could be picked on and and you know what i know when we were talking about dr lear i said to you well don't you think it's kind of weird that he's just he's a podiatrist Mm -hmm. and he's removing implants and that was my first Mm -hmm. knee-jerk sort of thing well you just asked me would i do it and i said yes i would because i know that i'm interested in that sort of thing but thinking about it if you do have this stellar reputation as a doctor and whatever maybe you wouldn't want to get involved in that i don't know Mm. but really would your first thing as a doctor be that's got to be an alien implant well i'm sure it wouldn't I'm sure it wouldn't because I'm sure they find plenty of other foreign bodies in people. Let's look at this, for instance. They say that meteors and mini-meteors now that are like specks of dust are coming through our atmosphere constantly and we're probably being bombarded by them. But they're so small, little flecks of dust, that we don't even feel them. And they're possibly even passing through our body in one side and out the other. You hold your hand up, you may even have one of these meteoric flecks of dust fly through your hand and out the other side and you won't feel it because it's so small and you don't see it and it doesn't bleed because it's so small but it's just passing through when you look at radio waves are passing through our body and out the other side all of the time radiation is passing through our body and out the other side all the time and we don't feel it you know what so, i'm worried about what what if the aliens have found our frequency and listened to our podcast and go, there's two dopes, we can go get them now. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. I'll, I'll give Let's it. do something to them. No, 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 speak for yourself. I'll stay in bed and wait for them to, you know, send you home. You, you have a nice trip. I used to get really worried about it, right? And a friend of mine at the time said to me, 
I would always imagine if you ever get scared about getting a visitation from an alien, imagine yourself fighting like fuck. And if they can pick up on your thoughts before they abduct you, the thought they're going to get from you is, I'm going to fight you till the death. Are they going to pick on you then, or are they going to pick on the schlow next door? No, that's not a word. Schmo. Schmo, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Are they going to pick on the schmo next door who is thinking, oh, I'm really scared, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So I want aliens to know if they're listening out there, I will fight you like fuck. Well, maybe they're trying to find the things that would prevent them from taking over the world that we live on and they'd want to take you out. And that's not me trying to kill you. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. murdering you. I'm talking about an alien. You can get as many aliens as you want. Okay. Bryce! You're an alien. Come here. There's someone on here, by the way, called Bryce. Bryce, I, I, yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> so on this MUFON thing, it says, this is from Bryce. He says he has one behind his left ear and he's curious as to how to get it removed. It's the only one he's aware of and he constantly remembers short moments of his abduction. Uh, but he woke up with a large lump behind his ear. It was painful and felt like a grain of rice had embedded itself. But now it's that's... been there for eight years now, and, and he can still feel it, but he's looking to find out if someone can help him get it out. He said he doesn't believe it's his only one, and I don't know who to see about it without coming off as a loon. Okay, but that is an inflammatory response. Yeah, because he's feeling it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come here. I've got Bryce now. He's my alien. You said I could get as many aliens as I want. What are you talking about? Alien implants. I'm out of here. <laughs> Thanks for your input. Yeah, I know, right? Input. <laughs> right. If you have any input that you'd like to give us on alien implants. Or if anything you've... that has been inputted into you. <laughs> this is better being rude again. I, no, that's you insinuating. You just said if anything has ever been put into you. I know exactly what you were thinking. I'm married I to you. I was not. I know exactly what you're on about. Don't even go Okay. There. Are we almost done? I was just about to say goodbye and you fucked it up. Cool, because I'm going to give you some money and I want you to go to the store and buy me a Galaxy chocolate bar. No, they don't sell them. They've only got Milky Ways. Well, that'll do. You could have a Mars. I could. Guys, if you have anything that you'd like to add to this conversation, please send it to www.podcast at outlook.com. Or if you would like to send us a story or a shout out for episode 31, you can. Or if you have a question for the spun paranormal group who are going to be with us on the next episode episode 30 then you can send it again to www.podcast.outlook.com or you can follow us on instagram or you can follow us on twitter or you can tell us to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) thanks a lot guys take it easy have a good week bye